Welcome to the Podcast Launchpad, where you'll learn the tools you need to use your podcast to be a go-to expert in your field, expand your audience, and get more clients. I'm your host, Kelly. Enjoy the show. Today, we're talking about the benefits of having quality mentors and advocates in your career and how to leverage those relationships to reach a broader audience and accelerate growth. This is important both in your career and in podcasting. I'm thrilled to be interviewing Stephanie Fryboth on this topic today. Stephanie is a career strategist for women and working moms. She thrives on helping her clients systematically remove the roadblocks, stopping them from achieving their highest potential. Stephanie's greatest strength is unlocking the potential in others. She transforms complexity into simplicity with tools that are repeatable and get to the heart of any issue. Welcome, Stephanie. I am so happy you're here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Absolutely. So your mantra is, and I love this, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Why is this mantra so important to you? Oh, this is incredible. I have lived my entire life trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. And it it provides this curiosity that allows me more opportunity. And I learned this early on because I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. I, at first, I wanted to be in the HR field, which I absolutely love. And then as I grew my career, I was tapped on the shoulder to do a variety of different things. And that curiosity allowed me to fill my toolbox with more and more skills, more and more experiences. And it just kept building. And then when I would look for a new opportunity, it was really cool because I had all of these skills that someone else who traditionally was in one field didn't have. Very true. I have felt that so long over the course of my entrepreneurial career as well, or, you know, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up or yeah, still trying to figure it out. And I have pivoted or changed tracks so many times, but you're right. There is a benefit to that, that you learn all of these skills that you bring to the table that really make you unique. And that phrase, you know, jack of all trades, I've used like master Jack (laughs) for me. And I interviewed someone a few months ago who called himself a um, a Swiss army knife. And I loved that. Yeah. So because, you know, Jack of all trades tends to be this have this negative connotation, Sure, but it really is like you just said, building a toolbox that gives you these skills that help define you as really unique. Have you found that? I have. It, it's really fascinating because I started in retail leadership and HR and then was tapped on the shoulder to do large scale remodels for a Fortune 50 company. And I, when I got the phone call, I raised my hand and said, I'm not sure that I'm qualified to do this job. But someone else saw something in me that I could bring to the table. And it was really about learning new skills, but bringing what I already had to the table. So I just find it really fascinating that the piece about curiosity is so important because you don't have to veer so far out of your comfort zone to be curious. But if you're curious enough, you just might land on something that you didn't even know existed. 
You might land on a really cool project or you might land on a really cool team or a new opportunity comes your way and you're already open-minded to it. So that's what I really lean into is this open-mindedness of being curious about my career growth, being curious about how I continue to grow my wealth and my income for my family, and also be curious about how do I stay engaged? I kind of am, am all over the place. I get bored quickly. And so that's been very, very helpful. And that curiosity, just enough like to step out of your comfort zone is really important for women because like you just said, you were offered that new position and you're like, I don't know if I can do this. That's true for so many women that we doubt our skills and our ability, but we can do it. And so you're saying about this curiosity, we can use that to realize that we do have the skills, especially when, if it's in a corp, the corporate world, when someone else sees that in us, we can use that curiosity to realize, okay, I can learn what I don't know and I need to learn. It, yes, it's about reframing. So I think whether you're in corporate America or you're an entrepreneur, I think the reality is, is we own our next career steps, no matter where we go. And so if we can reframe our experiences that allow us to say, I have these skills, so I can do the next job. I can take on that next client. Uh, I can add a line of business to the, to the business that I own. You can do all of those things by reframing what you know about your skill set and what you're capable of doing into the future. And that's why I think I, when I go back to that mantra of I'm still trying to figure it out, it's so cool to be able to pivot faster. And every year gets a little bit better. Every time I, I have a success, I'm like, oh, that's what that feels like. And I sit there for a moment and I celebrate it. And then we move to the next thing. That's great. And I'm going to throw podcasting in there too, because that is a whole new skill set that so many people think, I can't do that. It's too hard. And especially for women, who am I to start my own show? No one will want to listen to me or who will want to listen to me. And going in with that curiosity helps you get over all that. You realize I can learn those skills or I can outsource them. And my ideal listener does want to listen to me. I have a unique voice that I need to bring to this medium. Mm -hmm. So that curiosity is, is perfect there. And maybe you don't want to be a podcaster when you grow up, but it's a tool that you can add to your business. So absolutely. Yeah. Just had to throw that in there. <laughs> I love that. Podcasting has been on my on my agenda. So I'm excited about um, everything that that you've got to offer. Yeah. Well, and you know, you're being a podcast guest is something that more women need to start doing as well. I would agree. You know, you, you said something that resonated with me and it's about telling our story and having the confidence to tell our story. The reality is that that vulnerability is actually what attracts people to us. And that story, you're literally going ahead of somebody else. And it ties directly into mentorship because our mentors have been where we want to go. They're our best help with problem solving and bouncing ideas off of. So if we can share our story, we are inevitably helping somebody who's working toward being where we are. So no matter what, whether you're thrilled about where you're at today, 
or you are really growing to the next level, that whole path and that journey is so important to share. Absolutely. I have never learned well or wanted to learn from people who don't share an honest story. So Mm -hmm. someone who only shares their successes doesn't help me. I need them to be vulnerable, share their failures or their struggles. And if they don't do that, I can't learn from them. It just doesn't feel real. I agree. We need to resonate with the struggle that helps us realize what's possible. Yeah. And so let's jump into mentors and advocates now, because I think that people who share their struggles make the best mentors. So first, what is the difference between a mentor and an advocate? Uh, There are both informal and formal mentorship. So uh, we'll, with regard to, to mentors, your informal mentorship can come in the form of colleagues, your boss. It can come from podcasts. It can come from YouTube videos. That's all influencing how we think and problem solve. Mentorship relationships are really there to be the person who's a couple steps ahead of you. And in some cases, far much farther ahead of you that can help you think about problems differently. They can, you can bounce ideas off of them. And for me personally, they like bring me back down to earth. They're my men. <laughs> They're the people who say like, take a breath, come on back down to earth, whether I'm frustrated or overly excited about something so that I can actually make uh, progress and take action on all the big ideas. So mentors really serve as that person who's a couple steps ahead of you. Advocates, on the other hand, are people who are really there to be a voice in a room that you're not in. They may even bring new clients or new opportunities to you. And those advocates are truly the people who get you where you want to go so much faster because they provide opportunity. Mm-hmm. That makes and sense. So you need both in your life. Um, and, and so I think there's that, that balance of mentorship and how many mentors you have, what purpose they serve. And then the advocacy piece is about how, again, do you have someone have a seat at the table for you where you might not already have a seat? Yeah. I think of an advocate as like a champion for you. Cause like you said, they're speaking for you in, in the rooms where you aren't or, or don't yet have access to, and, and they're championing, championing hard word you (laughs) to, yeah, an audience you just don't have access to yet. And they're giving you that early access and vouching for you. And that's invaluable. Oh, it's a, it's critical. Some people call that politics or they wonder in an organization or in a business, how does someone get so far ahead so fast? Mm -hmm. And the reality is the people who get ahead further faster are the people who are willing to take a risk and ask someone for their advocacy, ask someone for their mentorship. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I have yet to experience someone who has told me no. Wow. Why do you think that is? Why are people willing to be a mentor and or advocate? People innately have us. They want to be needed Mm -hmm. and they worked hard in their career to get to where they are. So if they can impart their knowledge and wisdom onto other generations, it's an honor to do that. Mm -hmm. And it makes them feel good about, okay, I've done all the things that I need to do. And now, gosh, I'm sharing this really great wisdom with someone else who can hopefully surpass me. 
That is always my goal as a mentor is I want to clap for you when you pass me by because then you know that you've done it right. That's true. Do you think that, do you think there's a difference in the genders or, you know, between men and women as to who's more willing to be a mentor advocate? Because I'm wondering about that, like that altruism there. It it seems, I mean, it makes perfect sense that like, because when you think of parents, for example, we want our kids to do better than us, or that's, that seems natural, right? But then you think about the competition in the business world. It like, okay, as a human being, I want to lift up everyone. Mm-hmm. But then from a competition perspective, do you want to help someone else do better than you? So that's why I'm, it it seems weird. I mean, I do, you know, I, yeah. I don't want them to take all my clients from me, but, <laughs> but I do mentor and advocate for people, especially, you know, women. Um, but doesn't that also seem counterintuitive? Like it makes sense and it doesn't. Yes. And there's always a yes. And to this conversation, Yeah, what it really comes down to is not everybody is suited to be a formal mentor. It's reality. If you probably had great bosses in your life where you think they're amazing and they weren't an advocate for you, they were someone who stood up for you, who helped you remove roadblocks. And then there are leaders who just aren't as good at it. And so seeking out those people who do want to see you succeed will will help you put to the wayside the people who don't unfortunately the raw real deal is you need to put yourself in a room with people you need to be courageous enough to ask for the mentorship you need to um, spend your time and energy with people who do care because too often people are spending time trying to gain this interest and like from someone else who they maybe admired at one point but if that person isn't suited to get you to where you want to go, then it's either not the right time or not the right person. Yeah. And so from your initial question about, is it different between men and women? I do think there are some things that women do differently than men in the workplace. Um, and that's probably a whole nother conversation, but the nurture part of seeing people succeed and helping them through tough times and seeing a whole, a whole person in their ecosystem of life and career and all the things versus just looking at it from a job perspective. And we've come a long way. I think the pandemic has taught us a lot of things about ourselves. And I think more people are open to becoming mentors and being more savvy. I do want to touch on the comment though, around having it be that, do you really want someone to pass you by? Mm -hmm. That is a dysfunctional might be a a really heavy word, but that's a really dysfunctional thought process in Mm -hmm. terms of if I don't want someone to pass me by, then I'm probably not going to get as far as I want to go. Right. Very true. It's real. And so that I think there's this, this concept of really just being with people who want to be with you. Yeah. Finding the right people to get you to where you want to go as fast as you can do it. Yeah. You don't want to be around people with a scarcity mindset. Correct. It's not the kind of energy to be around. It's not, 
it's not healthy. I agree. I agree. You know, I I do want to touch on the fact too, that when you have a relationship with a mentor, sometimes it's really organic and fluid and it feels really good. You meet someone, you might meet them at a conference and you really like what they are all about. You like their vibe. You like the industry they're in. You like where they're at in their business or their career and you just connect and you gel. So that's pretty informal. What will really get you from point A to point B is seeing someone else in the room and connecting with them. Mm-hmm. Putting yourself out there to say, tell me more about you. I'm really curious. Here's where I'm at in my career. Here's where I want to go. It sounds like you got my dream job or you built my dream business. How did you do it? Mm-hmm. And most people are flattered by that. They're not worried you're going to take their clients or their business. That's great. That makes sense. So you're asking them about themselves. It it not being flattering in a manipulative manipulative way. It's that coming back to that curiosity again. Absolutely. Absolutely. People want connection. Mm-hmm. They want true connection. And in a day and age where you can reach out to nearly anybody that you want, it's go for it. That's my mm-hmm. advice is go for it. When I started my business, I had a summit for women that I did three months into my business. And it was a hustle. I had awesome speakers, but I did one thing that scared me. And now it's that one experience makes it easy as pie. She was an influencer, a branding marketer. And I really wanted her to speak to this group of women that were coming to my summit. But I was like, she's interviewing Matthew McConaughey. And she's interviewing all of these big deals. Who am I starting my business to be able to ask her to participate? And I was like scared. I hit the enter button and sent the message. And within one hour, I had a response back from her. One hour. And it was so powerful to me because her response was, oh my gosh, I love your mission. How can I help? Wow. And that resonates with me The how can I help? Most people are like, how can I help? Yes. On the flip side, as a mentee, you have to be able to articulate what you want and need. And so that's a reciprocal part of that conversation and part of that relationship. What do you bring to the table? Mm -hmm. You can't just take, take, take. You have to give something back to that relationship. Yeah, that makes sense. It's so it, yeah, you can't just reach out and be, fluffy about it, wishy-washy. You need to be very specific. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And the higher you go in your career. So if you in the corporate world are working for a director, vice president, some senior level positions, if you are an entrepreneur and you're growing your business from 50,000 to a half a million dollars, you, you need to be courageous enough to figure out what it is that you need, first of all, and then go ask for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're right. So many people are willing to say yes, or at least have the conversation with you to see how they can help. Yes. You know, whether it is as a mentor, getting in on a summit, being a guest on a podcast, mm-hmm. have you as a guest on their podcast, yeah. as long as you, again, make it about them, not just about yourself, or become an advocate. I have um, several people who are advocates for me as you know, 
podcaster to podcaster. And it's awesome. It is absolutely invaluable. And yep, get me, uh, they give me access to people. Otherwise I wouldn't have had access to, and I have mentors and it's absolutely necessary and has gotten me a lot farther a lot faster. Absolutely. And you got the pay it forward mentality. So I think what feels good to us will feel good to other people. Yes. Yeah. When did you uh, first get a mentor or an advocate in your career? Informally, I had mentors early on. You know, I think that we always look to our leaders as mentors. Uh, I would argue that your boss should not be your main mentor Mm -hmm. because they are in the organization that you're in, or they are, um, they're someone who is feeling all of the, the pain of what's going on in the business, the winds of what's going on in the business. And they're influenced by those things. Mm -hmm. Um, And you might end up having issues with your boss. Seems like it would be better to have uh, someone outside of that relationship, at least in addition to that relationship. Yes. So I always recommend that people have multiple mentors in my circle. Uh, you can call it a board of directors, but my, many of my mentors are on my what I call my board of directors. And I have I have peer mentors who I call my person. So if I I'm I have a lot of ideas, I'm always coming up with this thing and then I literally cannot stop. And so because I can't stop, I have a person that I call and I say, here are all the things that I'm thinking. How crazy is this idea? How quickly can I move on it? Uh, you know, what do I need to do myself? And so I'm bouncing those ideas off of that person. She knows that she's my person. I've asked her to be my person. And she said, oh, I would love to be your person because it fills something in her cup too mm-hmm. for me to be able to bounce those ideas off of her. I also have mentors in my circle who I know are going to give me the hard truth. Mm-hmm. They're going to share solutions that I wouldn't have even thought of and might even be resistant to. And so we, we've we established that relationship where they know that when I call, here's what I need. And I ask mm-hmm. them for what I need from them. That's great. And so I think just finding all those mentors that can serve different purposes for you is helpful. Yeah. Where would a coach whom you're paying come in to, to this situation? You know, would they count as a mentor or is that something separate outside of all of this? Coaches are mentors too. I, I'm really glad that you brought that up because there are two things. One, there's a coach in the industry that you're in or, um, Just a coach that, whether it's a life coach or a career coach or a business coach, each serve a different purpose for you. That's really, really important. I think the other level of coaching and mentorship comes from things like masterminds or or getting in a group, uh, executive agenda in the corporate America. There's a million organizations for entrepreneurs, depending on the industry you're in. But how do you get involved with a 12-month mastermind Mm -hmm. that you have a container, a safe container to talk about all the things that are going on in your business. You see other people doing it. uh, You hear their struggles and say, oh, good, I'm not alone. That's all mentorship. Mm -hmm. It just comes in different forms. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Thank you. 
So you you went through some tips for finding a mentor uh, sort of unofficially. Do you have some others? Now, you know, I'll ask you officially to share some tips. <laughs> yes. Um, the secret sauce. I'm going to share yeah. with you today the, the truly the secret sauce that most people don't talk about is the people who got you to where you are today are not the people who are going to get you where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And that is deep because we build relationships with people and we feel a sense of loyalty. We feel like we owe them something. You can still have a relationship with that person after the useful life of a mentorship while also bringing in new people, new thought processes, new mindsets, new levels of achievement. Oh my gosh. If you're trying to achieve big things and build a legacy for yourself and your family, holy moly, you've got to figure out who those people are, who are big, who are doing it, all the exciting things. So it's okay to move from one relationship and move more people into your circle of influence. That makes sense. And yeah, I, that loyalty piece is huge. It and, is. But, but yeah, if we're going to, uh, phrasing it feels weird. But yeah, if we're going to up level, then we need to find mentors, like you said, have have been, have already gone through that level as yes. well. Yeah. I, I think we also need to honor niches. So some people, some mentors niche with entry level mm-hmm. people, then, yeah. then some people niche with people at a higher level and a higher level. And so when we look at it from that perspective, it becomes much more objective in terms of, I'm not offending them. That's their niche. That's the client that they serve. And oh my gosh, our relationship was so beneficial. I would not have gotten to where I am today without you. Thank you. I still honor you. I still care for you. We'll still stay in touch. You just won't be the person that I call to solve this next problem because you're also helping other people, which is amazing. And we want people to live in their zone of genius. I love that. So that first mentor can be huge and at some really high level, but have that niche of working with an entry-level person or someone just starting out. Mm-hmm. Love that. That's great. Okay. Is there anything you want to add that I didn't ask you about? The, you know, the one thing that I would add is be your own best advocate. And all the magic that you need is literally right inside your heart and your mind. A mentor and a coach is going to bring those things out. They're going to bring them to light. They're going to ask you great questions. But you already have what it takes inside of you. And I see this day in and day out when people all of a sudden the light bulb goes on and they're like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I wish I would have trusted myself. I wish I would have given myself the credit to do what was on my heart, even though I was a little bit afraid and having those mentors, having those advocates, having coaches, being in containers, pushing yourself a little bit beyond your comfort zone will make you so happy and so glad you did it sooner rather than waiting. Very true. Thank you so much for that. So how can listeners find you and learn more about you? The best way to reach me is through my website, myempoweredcareer.com. I'm also active on LinkedIn. It's Stephanie 
Fryboth and Instagram, Stephanie Fryboth, F-R-E-I-B-O-T-H. So those are the best ways to reach me. Awesome. I will put those links in the show notes and on this episode's page of my website. And briefly, you know, I I didn't go into much detail in, in your bio, but so how do you work with your clients? I work with clients on a one-on-one basis, uh, unless there's a group coaching program that someone's interested in being in uh, a larger group to gain insight. I also have a really cool opportunity for people to get away to think about their career. So it's coaching with an all-expenses-paid retreat. Um, it's um, an amazing way to really just put your head on straight and get yourself into the mindset of growth, whether it's a promotion at your current company or transitioning out of your organization. That sounds fabulous. Oh my gosh. I've loved, <laughs> I have loved doing uh, work away retreats or yeah, business retreats like that. Or I don't have to cook, worry <laughs> about family, whatever. Yes. Yes, the laundry's not tugging at you. The home project that's been there for six months isn't tugging at you. Focus time and energy. Yes, just be creative within my business. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for being here today. I really appreciate it. This was just fabulous. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast launchpad. Be sure to follow so you don't miss a single episode. And if you have any comments or questions, feel free to email or send me a DM on Instagram. Follow the links in the show notes. I really appreciate you for being here. See you next time on the podcast launchpad.